0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into ATL Day 1s with Jarvis and Tanitra coming up on today's show. The Falcons wanted to add veteran presence. Kind of reminds me
1: of something. Hmm. And Double O and Bogey both had great games last night, but can they, and really the whole squad, bring that same energy tonight?
0: And last but not least, and for the culture, we say goodbye to one of the all-time greats in NBA history. That's all right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's go.
1: This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now.
0: Want to start off by saying thank you for making ATL Day 1s your first listen of the day. Remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. Today's episode of ATL Day 1s is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. But T, when you think about the Atlanta Falcons wanting some adding some veteran presence, we got reports yesterday. Of Calais Campbell set to visit with the Falcons at some point this week, and we all know a lot of times when a player visits with the Falcons, more than likely it's going down. Hey, well, because we got word of Mike Hughes um, visiting with the Falcons. Then later on, we got hey, he's signing a a deal to become put on that black on red, unif- black and red uniform. Excuse me. So uh, when I start when I saw the, saw the news, you know, now Calais Campbell is a guy that you know. He's a borderline Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. and then uh, it took me back to 2016 when when the Falcons signed Dwight Freeney. I started started getting my getting my thoughts and my feels because Dwight Freeney was 36, uh, uh Campbell is 37. Dwight Freeney is a a Hall of Famer in my mind. Um, he didn't make it on his first try, but I think eventually he will get in. And Klayas Campbell is a borderline Hall of Famer. So, but I think that and then Dwight Freeney only put up three sacks that year, T. But I think the impact that he had on that dude, Vic Beasley, who had who led the league in sacks that year, I think it was more than worth the money that the Falcons gave Freeney back back then.
1: Yeah, and I would agree. And I think the question becomes, what's the most important? Because I've heard people say, wow, that'd be great to have some more veteran presence in the room. we got Grady Jarrett. Like, mm-hmm. that's all the veteran presence that you need. And let's not forget that, assuming that Rashawn Evans could come back, just as an example, there's some veteran presence for you. And if you think about as well, uh, the fact that Lo Carter, there's some veteran presence for you. Because really, once you get past the third or fourth year in your career, that's veteran enough presence for you to have an impact right. on a younger player. What I would say is this. with impressive to me that he turned 36 last year, Calais Campbell did, and mm-hmm. still had five and a half sacks. How many did the Hawks, excuse me, the Falcons have in the 20, 21, 22 or 22, 23 season? How many? 21? 21? <laughs> 21. 21? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay, just yeah. check. just checking. Yeah. checking. To to the reason to I say that, that is yeah. because <laughs> one man had one fourth of what an entire defense got for this entire team last season. So while it's great that he's got the leadership piece and he always has, you've always heard posit- positive feedback about him in the locker room and a leader on the field, This show is about defense mattering. This show is about affecting the quarterback, laying hands on him or the threat of laying hands on him. So if they get Calais Campbell, that's what I'm looking at for the most part, because I do think there's enough veteran presence on a team that really doesn't have a lot of guys that are just in desperate need of guidance in the first place in that space. So yeah, that's where I am on why I would want Calais Campbell and hopefully a visit this week leads to adding him to this team.
0: And speaking of adding to uh, adding to the team as well, Eddie Goldman, who retired last year, the Falcons signed, he retired last year and he has been reinstated. So that means that deal that he agreed to last year is going to move over to this year. And I think that when you talk about a former second round pick, for the Chicago Bears, I remember him coming out. I think it was a 2015 when he came out. And, you know, he was a, a, a solid prospect. And, uh, and they added him last year because they thought he could be a solid addition to this defensive line rotation. And I think that for him to come back in T, and we've know we've talked about uh we've talked about what the the possibility of Jalen Carter kind of sliding down to that eight spot, given all of the th- the situations that he's been dealing with, right? Sure. And you talking about signing Calais Campbell or, or bringing in Calais Campbell to to be in there with those two additions? Does this mean that they would try to look at take a look at Jalen Carter? Or what does this mean that you know what Josh? Um, I got Josh over at the Athletic said that there'll be be a hard pass or they'll pass on Jalen Carter because they're adding guys that can force that pressure up the middle.
1: And to be fair, Josh Kendall was on the morning shift today and he did walk that back a little bit because that wasn't necessarily anything that was sourced from the Falcons, but he also can read the tea leaves as one of the guys who covers the Falcons, one of the reporters who covers the Falcons. So we definitely still respect his thought process behind it, his rationale behind it. But for me, I still say, even with all those pieces, you're still looking for someone who's going to be a long term answer. Yes, yes, the Falcons have done a tremendous job with their one year prove it deals. I mean, we talk about it all the time. A Cordero Patterson is a good look. So that was, you know, highly successful. Uh, Lorenzo Carter, it was solid. If solid, you yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you definitely have multiple examples to point to of where one-year guys or even two-year guys as as Cordero Patterson has now become pay dividends. So that said, if Eddie Goldman doesn't re-retire, because that's still a possibility, you don't know what he's going to decide to do now that he's quote-unquote off that IR slash retired list. If he decides to play, if they get Calais Campbell and all of the other pieces that they've gotten all along this offseason come into place, Okay, still, look at the tenure and the age of those individuals. Those are short-term solutions. You still need a long-term solution for your pass rush. And that is still why I hear people saying, go with a you know, possible corner, maybe all of these interior guys, hey, go, you know maybe that's an indication or you've got a few uh, linebackers in there where now there's a good uh, room full of them. Oh, that's a good indication that maybe the Falcons can go and shore up the corner. I think they're good. I do think they're good at corner. I think they can yeah. wait until second or third round yeah. or possibly some free agent drops in their laps. You still need to get a generational. You need to go get a new version of a Calais Campbell, a new version of a Dwight Freeney, a younger version of them in order to affect this franchise for the long term.
0: Exactly. Um, I wholeheartedly agree. And, and Jalen Carter will be here. No no offense to Grady Jarrett, but once Grady Jarrett is gone, he will be still be here affecting the quarterback. And that's what you want. You know, you want somebody not only to pair with, with Grady, somebody who can grow as Grady, you know, um, finishes out his career as a Falcon as well. So, I mean. Short-term, cool. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. Kaleas Campbell, I'm with it. Let's do it. Eddie Goldman, see if you can get something up out of him. You can get a one or two sacks. That helps. It yes, adds to the yes. pot because you're trying to get to, you know, like uh, John Trucker said, you want to get to 30 sacks or 35 yes. sacks. You know, that's the number. So um, I think that, you know, if you're able to do that, you can't pass up on a guy that could potentially be – a cornerstone for your defense and right. be that anchor in the middle that you need that you've had with ninety seven. So I think right. that yeah, um, once this thing kind of plays out, once this thing flushes out as we get closer to the draft, I think people understand like okay, yeah, he had a bad he had a bad couple weeks. But let's look at the three years that he was on the field. Let's go to the field. Let's go to the tape. You know what I'm saying? Let's do that. And if you just
1: ultimately think that the Falcons shouldn't or don't want to take that type of chance on him, I respect that. But I'm still not going to back off of a pass rusher. I'm still not backing off of a Miles Murphy or Will Anderson, I'm still saying you still need to go in that space because, yeah, the other piece there, Jarvis, is this. It'd be great to have a Calais Campbell or an Eddie Goldman because those guys, especially like a Calais Campbell, will probably be there situationally, right? You're right. not going to play him every down. But because you're not going to play any of those, those players, just as an example, but there are several players that are a little bit long in the tooth, that you're probably only going to play situationally, all the more reason for you to go get yourself. And every down and I know I put that in quotes right but essentially yeah. in every down guy who can affect the passer
0: absolutely real quick T um the, the Falcons made it official yesterday Matt Collins got introduced as a, a Falcon yesterday I got a chance to ask him a couple questions about what he brings to the table and, and one thing that I thought was really interesting to you was the fact that I asked him what was his impressions the first impressions of Terry Fondo and Arthur Smith because you know you talk about building culture and like when you talk about building culture as one of the main things that you want to do, or the first thing that you want to do, you gotta have a certain type of vibe, right? You have to give off a certain type of energy, as the young folks say. Um and when he when he his response was kind of right on what I was thinking, right right along the line of what he was thinking. He's saying he just yes. picked up good vibes when he when he talked to Terry Fonore and Arthur Smith. And when you're talking about building culture and bringing guys in on or, or on one year deals and, and not ne- might not be necessarily the money that they want. And I think that that pays dividends for building that culture that you want.
1: Yes. And as we said before. He is the prototypical big-bodied receiver that they like. Power so for you know. Yeah, you know none, exactly. None, none, none. He's their version of the power <laughs> Six, four. Six right. exactly. Six yeah, Nothing big. Right. He's like a sneaky wide receiver in the body of a tight end, which is right. what Arthur Smith likes. And I like it because it also gives him just a little bit more depth. And to me, it makes it feel like, you don't have to have as much of a sense of urgency. You may Mm -hmm. still not have your super, super deep threat to maybe go along with the Drake London, if you will, or somebody who's kind of like that, dare I say it, a generational receiver, another one, if you will. But I think you still will be okay because if you get Kyle Pitts to come back as Kyle Pitts 2.0, Drake London 2.0, and you get another sneaky deal, I believe you're probably going to get it in the draft more so than some free agent. But if you get that guy in the third round, let's say... I think you're still going to be doing pretty darn good for your wide receiver slash tight end room.
0: Yeah, because I think I think this this receiver group yeah. or a pass catching group. Let me go, let yes, me say let's, that. Yes, yeah. This let's pass just call catching, the pass group, catching group, group is starting to round out nicely because we, especially with the addition to John O. Smith, like yes, this thing yes. is starting to look really nice right now. And I think that the the sense of urgency to add another uh, pass catcher in the top half of their draft it's not so much i think you can kind of slide that down a little bit and go bpa later on in the draft but i have to we have to talk about this before before we move on t like you know michael soroka who's been out for two years t yeah he's been out for two years he's had three surgeries and he's had all these issues going on he is on the mound today coming back you know he had the hamstring issue so he hadn't been pitching um this this spring training but he will be on the mound what are your overall thoughts just of michael soroka yeah and i want to go
1: i want to go personal before i go professional personally i'm just super excited because everybody loves a comeback story and right. that guy was on trend to be in the cy young conversation every single year before his body just would not let him be great mm-hmm. on the professional note. I believe that if he shows well today, it just reminds us again that the Braves have an embarrassment of riches in the pitching rotation. theme
0: of the show right there. Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) I just –
1: I love it and definitely hope that you and I are having a good conversation tomorrow about his outing today.
0: And we hope that we're having a good conversation tomorrow about the Atlanta Hawks. Can they bounce back? Can they do something? Can y'all get right? Ant-Man – Cat Man, all oh, everybody gonna be there. Or potentially could be there. We'll talk about that next, but first we gotta talk about Ooh, not bet online, FanDuel.com slash locked on is the number one sports book in America. You guys rock with us each and every day because we are the number one podcast in America. So why not get with the number one sports book in America? Because guess what? Here's what they have for all the new customers. They got the No Sweat First Bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use, people. You don't have to worry about them taking all your information and all that good stuff, man. You know, that stuff can get a little hectic. We don't want to do that. And plus, you can bet on the money line, two point scores, and threes drain. And they let you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout for a same game parlay. So guess what you need to do? Go Take advantage of the no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA.
1: Now, for the most part, the Hawks made every moment count in last night's blowout win, of the Pistons it was the fourth win so the season series sweep first time first time they've done that against the Pistons since the 93-94 season of course the 129-107 win also gets them back to 500 which is a good look but there were a Familiar couple of place. performances <laughs> yeah exactly that you've been doing this dance with for 26 games yeah. we are at 500 or one game above 500 or one game below 500 so even if they win tonight it'll be the 27th game that they've been doing the dance with that Three in those three spaces, right? But still a good look because, of course, about 10 days ago, they got it handed to them by the, the Timberwolves at home. So you really hope that you don't get to see that again, especially with Carl Anthony Towns coming back. But before we talk about that and preview the Pistons matchup, let's go back to last night, run it back to last night with Bogdan Bogdanovich. He was, of course, in for the Jontae Murray out with a non COVID illness. And just two things. Number one, it stood out to me as a reminder that Bogey does have starter feels to him, right? He can course, go right yeah. in, and whether you put him in at the one or the two, he, he'll be just fine if you insert him into that starting lineup as he showed last night. And one of the things I saw was this. You come back from halftime, and you're only up by seven, and then mm-hmm. Bogey goes and hits three threes, you go in a 16-0 run, and that's game. That shows me how important and how critical Bogdan Bogdanovich is when he is really shooting like bogey.
0: And it actually goes to show you, like, okay, this is why we paid this dude to stick <laughs> yes. around. You know what I'm saying? Like, the yeah. only reservation that I had about that that particular signing is the fact that the health piece, right? Yes. Because, now we know, Bo has some – sorry yeah. – bogey has some you. Um, some you know issues you know dealing with his legs and everything and so you just hope that you know he stays he stays healthy because once he's healthy the dude is a sniper like he can go off like at, at any point and i think that yes. that yes. run that he that run that he went on for himself you right. know coming <laughs> out of, coming out of the half like i was like okay he's ready to rock and another yeah. person that, that that was ready to rock t and i've been impressed by this by this brother on uh, yukka kongwu like i know that was your guy but i'm gonna have to take him today <laughs> because <laughs> this dude was absolutely man childing out there like yeah. when well, you're talking about you know blocking shots and, and rebounds and just giving him the ball in the post and saying hey do what you will you know what i mean yeah. like not looking uncomfortable when he throws but i remember when he was a rookie and brought him man they threw the ball threw the ball to him in the post it's almost like he didn't even know what to do with it and i think that now just to see the progression that he's had and now getting ready to go into the contract year, you know, it just amazes me that this guy has continued to get better as he's, since he walked through that door. And last night it just came to fruition. Just saying, "Hey, Hey, this is, this is who I am. And then I, um, there was one stat that they talked about on the broadcast. I was just, It kind of made me open my eyes as well. He was like, he's in the top 15 yes. as far as block shots. Yes. <laughs> coming off the bench. So I was like, oh, man. Shh. This is some really cool stuff to see Double O uh, join the party with uh, um, Bogey last night.
1: Yes. And just a friendly ATL day one's reminder to you guys. <laughs> Here's something I want to share as a reminder. Oleneka Okongru, power forward. Sadiq Bay, small forward. However, he can still play in that space a little bit at the four. Double O, seven points, eight rebounds. Sadiq Bay, fourteen points, eleven rebounds. That was he had a sneaky double double last night that I think a lot mm-hmm. of people just didn't pay attention to. But I say that to say, in that three or four space, there are some strong backups. They may not be the guy who would potentially replace a John Collins or DeAndre Hunter. But you want to talk about reestablishing the strength of the bench, where bench, we're now yes. back to calling them the bench mob. We're getting close, and I'm really, really liking what I see. And and when you move Bogey back there as the leader of the second unit, that's kind of rounding out Jarvis Lowkey to be a nice second unit for the Hawks.
0: Yeah, and that was the issue right early on in the, in the season, because it's just like – All right, you got DeJounte Murray, but now, like, what's going on with your bench? Because, you know, Kevin Hurdle was that guy. He was a sniper, you know, coming off the bench last year. So, you know, you you bring – have Bogey come back, and then, you you know, you start to – you bring in a a Sadiq Bey, a real low-key – Really nice trade. It's starting to look. You're starting to get some 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 payment or some uh, ROI, as the uh, stockholders would say. Uh, on, on you know, when it comes to what he's been able to bring you since the trade deadline, I, I think this is this is. This is what it was supposed to look like, as yeah. far as that bench, like and people contributing consistently, and like you know, and it's truly unfortunate, like we talked about yesterday with Jalen Johnson mm-hmm. going down. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, that's a, Yeah, that's is, a great point. This is yeah. what we want to see. Like this is one, yep. this is the bench that we want to see. So, yeah. you know, it, it's like I said, it's, it's unfortunate that Johnson is out, but like you, it's good to see guys like Bogey stepping up and, and Sadiq Bay continue to do what he's been doing ever since he he touched down at State Farm Arena.
1: Indeed. And to your point, great point about Jalen Johnson, you keep him out for a week, maybe even a week and a half. And you just kind of grind your way through these last 10 games. Then you keep him fresh, potentially for hosting a play in game and hopefully get in the position where you got two tries at it to make it to uh, an actual playoff series. Now, that said, when you think about it, other than Jalen Johnson, we're going into Minnesota pretty healthy, right? As far as, but you know, sometimes the, the Hawks play checkers and sometimes mm-hmm. they play chess. I think they're playing mm-hmm. chess today because they have not yet submitted their injury report. However, the Wolves have made it very clear that Carl anthony Towns will likely return. There's <laughs> about a 99% chance he's coming back, yeah. and yeah. he's coming back from a 51-game absence. And I heard some guys joking this morning at 92-9 uh, wow so you are bringing cat back because you think maybe he'll have some target practice on the hawks is that what you're saying but really (laughs) but i'm like dang it's wow okay usually fired (laughs) so (laughs) i really just have to ask although we saw what we needed to see last night and what we should have seen because you'd already beaten the pistons three times a season can the hawks put it together have it not get on the road and go up to minnesota Put it together to get their third win in the last four games, which quietly that's that's pretty good because they haven't been able to do that consistently this season. And also, Jarvis, avenge a loss just about a week and a half ago when they got blown out by the Timberwolves. I mean, if so, okay. Houseway.
0: Uh they can. Sure. Yeah, sure they can. <laughs> like we we we've seen the capabilities at times of this team throughout Indeed. the year. But I, I think that the, 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 the real question is, just like you said, how are they going to do it? Like, okay, uh, focus, um, um, lock in on defense, uh, 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 shoot the ball well, uh, or pass the ball, share the ball, <laughs> you know, move the ball, you know what yeah. I mean? Because like, that's what Quinn Snyder is really big on, ball movement. And I think that – I think he could kind of put it in perspective after the game last night when he said – he's like, yeah – we did a good job of, of playing defense, but, you know, like, hey, what, you want a cookie? You know right. He didn't say that. <laughs> those those well, he, are my he words. He essentially said it. <laughs> but essentially, that's essentially what he said. You know, that's what I got from what, the yeah. way he kind of phrased it. And I think that, that that mindset right there from your head coach is exactly how they need to go into this game. Like, yeah, we did it against Detroit. But like, what well, they had seven players out. The guy who normally busts they behind every time he steps on the court, K Cunningham, he's yeah, been out for quite dead, some time. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just like, all right, who was really out there? So um, I think that yeah, can they? Yeah, I believe they, I believe wholeheartedly that they can. But it's just a matter of fact is to locking in and showing that they will do it, and yes. and that's and that's what I, that's what I question. And like I said, my expectations. Are out the dough tea. Yeah. like I know what they can. I know what they're capable of, but mm-hmm. asking me night, night in, night in and night out, what they're gonna do? I don't know. So, so we'll, we we'll definitely, but we'll definitely see because we know yeah. Ant Man and Carl Anthony Towns are gonna be ready. Oh. I would assume that he's gonna be on limited minutes. I so I think ahead. that I don't see him being that big of a factor in the game. But right. hey, it is the Hawks playing defense.
1: Indeed, and you don't need to be that big of a factor if you hit a couple outside shots, hit from the perimeter, and just bang a little in the post then it could be a long night for the Hawks. And that might be, I don't know, a recipe for us having a different conversation tomorrow than we had today. But you can always have the same conversation if it's a conversation about Built Bar because their March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar, Puff, because we sure do. So now it is your time to make it count. It's really simple. You go to Built marchmadness.com. And you can vote for your favorite. So you know which one I'll be voting for because you know you hear me talking about cookie dough bar a lot. So if you want to vote for your favorite bar, then you'll be voting for that bar maybe or another bar too. Support your team and support your favorite bar. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you know how generous the folks are at Built Bar? They'll enter you into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of Built. But it doesn't stop there. You can actually even the one On fan that'll win a 12-month subscription to build, to have built best bars or puffs delivered right to your door. So remember, you got to try it because it's the best protein bar ever, ever, forever, ever. Yes, ever? indeed. And why? <laughs> because they're so good with hay. All that protein, we told you guys before, we'll tell you again, when you were talking about 15 grams of protein, that's a lot packed into one bar. Also, we tell you about the fact that there's not a lot of fat involved in that particular snack. 130 calories, really not a lot for a good snack and only four grams of sugar. And if you're somebody like me who has a sweet tooth but don't want to overdo it, this is the perfect bar for you. And, of course, 100% chocolate. So I'm going to run it back to you one more time so you don't forget. built marchmadness.com. You can go there right after you check out ATL day ones and you can vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. And you can vote as many times as you want every single day in March because March Madness goes through all of March. So enjoy your voting and enjoy your built bar.
0: absolutely locked on sports atlanta family listen up we need your help first of all i want to say thank you for all the guys who have guys and ladies that have been subscribing to our youtube channel right here on locked on sports atlanta we need you we thank you we thank you so much and if you haven't done so make sure you go do that really appreciate you um, in advance, but T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, the culture, and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about, because that's just how we get down on this show. Today is no different. Um, when you think about some of the all-time greats, um, in, in NBA basketball history, t a lot of names come up: Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, and you know, uh, uh, Walt Frazier. And uh, but so when I got the news, when I got the news of of Willis Reed passing away at the age of eighty, it kind of kind of hit me a little bit because I was starting to think about like I, the first thing that came to mind was like Willis Reed. I didn't see him play, but right. the first thing that came to mind was the fact that him coming in in that game and and, and, and limping out onto that court and and and, and leading his team to the first uh, championship of two. The, the only two in, in, in uh, New York Knicks history. And I think that when you think about what he was able to contribute to the game and you talk to different people that knew him or were or around him or that knew people that knew him, he was saying like he, he was never a guy. He was never selfish. He was a guy that was all about the community and not necessarily himself. He wasn't that selfish guy. But yeah, um, RIP to Willis Reed. Yeah,
1: that was just... Like you said, one of the pillars of the game, one of the legends of the game, gone. And not just one of the legends of the NBA, but also one of the legends of HBCU basketball. He of Grambling State University. Yeah, so we really, really appreciate taking that just kind of taking us down uh, memory lane as far as some of the greats from our HBCUs. And it made me kind of want to dig back into the history books, right? Because just wanted to kind of relive the moment because you've always kind of heard of it, but I wanted to relive it. And I thought this was such an interesting jewel because you just mentioned Walt Clyde Frazier. I promise you, I forget Walt Clyde Frazier had the game of his career in Mm -hmm. in that game, Mm -hmm. right? So that's really what willed them to that game seven win. In part, but that has, for the most part, been overshadowed for the last, what, five, six decades because yes. of what Willis Reed did, because you, we really haven't seen anything. What's the closest thing that we've seen? The flu game right? Which yeah. we, we now know is the poison food game. But anywho, right, yeah. the flu game is the, the closest that we gambling, can think of. I mean. Right. <clears throat> so, that could be that okay. you, but we go with the poison <laughs> the food game because I'm just yes. not going <laughs> to muddy Michael Jordan's <laughs> legacy. Right? Not right it. now. I knew it. You are, yeah, yeah. What you're not going to do on this show is do that. So, back to the tribute for Willis Reed because there's a <laughs> hater on the other side of the camera. <laughs> Willis Reed, we thank you for everything yes, that you Willis-Reed, did. Yes. The legendary, like, guts and moxie of it 26 minutes out there on one leg got just two baskets but it was enough to help the nba champion knicks at that time to get what their first of two titles and their yep. two only titles ever yep. in nba history so rest in peace mr willis reed
0: absolutely and folks I want to say thank you for making atl day ones your first listen of the day. remember we are free and available wherever you download your podcast and how about this got one more uh, request for you go ahead and make locked on sports today your second listener today is free on youtube and wherever you download your podcast and last but not least before we get out of here people i ask you that's each and every each and every day and especially to if you know anybody that's part of the willis reed family make sure that you share love show love and most importantly spread love